Hi, everybody. I'm Gloria Moraga, political woman. It's Thursday, June 29th, 2023. I'd like to share some information from the United States Supreme Court, let you know what's going on, what they're up to. Besides being criticized for taking expensive presents from rich people, a couple of the justices are under a ethics cloud these days. The court goes on summer break every year beginning in July, and they don't come back until the first Monday in October. As usual, they are saving some of the most watched cases for last. If you remember, it was last year about this time that they handed down their Dobbs decision, basically destroying a woman's right to decide her medical care, ending the ability to decide with her doctor whether or not to give birth so here is what is pending this year at the Supreme Court. Here's what we're waiting to hear, and we might hear something tomorrow when this podcast is on air. Outstanding is President Biden's student loan forgiveness plan, a big affirmative action case, which could basically destroy affirmative action in regards to college admissions. LGBTQ rights businesses, and free speech, and I will explain. Religion and postal workers. Should you have to work on Sunday if you are religious and believe that it's a day of rest, it's a day when you want to go to church. And the next one is a big one, and we got that decision on Monday. The case, Moore versus Harper. On Monday, the court ruled six to three, striking down a legal theory that would have given state legislatures largely unchecked power to set the rules for federal elections. Wow. I was really worried about this one. Now, Moore is a speaker of the North Carolina House of Representatives, state of North Carolina. Harper is Becky. Good old Becky. No. Harper is Becky. Becky Harper, an average citizen and a member of Common Cause in North Carolina. And you know the background on this is Trump. Trump and the right-wingers. The Trump people went to state after state after state challenging the vote in state courts. And they lost. They lost and they lost and they lost. And so what these right-winger MAGA people who don't believe in the law, yeah, I said it, thought, well, we'll pass these laws that say the legislature is the final end-all decision maker on elections. We're going to decide where you can vote, how you can vote, and how your vote's going to be counted. And that went, this case, went all the way to the Supreme Court. The right-wingers lost in um, state courts, so they took it to the Supreme Court. So that's the background. By a vote of six to three, the United States Supreme Court rejected a right-wing legal theory that would have given state legislatures unchecked power to set rules for federal elections. 
In writing the opinion, Chief Justice Roberts said, The election clause does not insulate state legislatures from the ordinary exercise of state judicial review. Yay. I mean, basically, they were saying, well, the election clause, we could do whatever we want. And then he went on to write, the election clause does not vest exclusive independent authority in state legislatures to set the rules. And the background on this is just so beautiful. In 1803, one of our founding fathers and Chief Justice Marshall referred to judicial review as one of the fundamental principles of our society. So what the right-wingers were saying is, no, we want the legislatures to be the final word. We don't want to be challenged in the courts. That's judicial review. And I just, I just love this, that this is, I, I mean, I thought the right-wing Supreme Court was going to go the other way. This is how important the framers of the United States Constitution felt about checks and balances in our country and separation of powers. Roberts wrote on Tuesday, he wrote that the framers of the Constitution recognized that state legislatures are bound by the provisions of the very documents that give them life, meaning state constitutions. The legislature works for, it must abide by state constitutions. And then he added and pulled a quote from the records of the Constitutional Convention of 1787. And he wrote legislatures the framers recognized, are the mere creatures of state constitutions and cannot be greater than their creators. <sighs> sometimes it works, my friends. Sometimes it works. And just so you know, Clarence Thomas, Samuel Alito, and Neil Gorchitz, Gorchus, <laughs> dissented. They were in the opposition to this. And of course, Thomas and Alito are the two people that are under the ethics cloud for taking fancy schmancy trips from rich right-wingers. Honestly, I just, it almost stole my joy, but not quite. Student loans. Biden's student loan program. The Supreme Court is considering, and probably has already decided, two challenges to President Biden's student loan forgiveness program. Now, the program aims to provide debt relief to millions of student loan borrowers. But this hasn't happened because the ruling or the decision by the Biden administration has been held up by legal challenges. Republican-led states and conservatives are challenging Biden's program, saying it amounts to an unlawful attempt to erase an estimated $430 billion federal student loan debt under the guise of the pandemic. Oh, yeah. The two cases are Biden versus Nebraska, 
And the second case is the Department of Education versus Brown. Now, one case was brought by six Republican-led states and the other by two students. The two, two students didn't have student debt or they paid for their student debt in another way. And they're just angry because now other students might get their debt forgiven. And bottom line, at the heart of the case is the Department of Education doesn't have the authority to forgive these loans. And during the arguments, several of the conservative justices have signaled in their questions, some of these agencies, like the Department of Education, has too much power and that these agencies are upsetting the separation of powers. So, uh, yeah, I just read an article about Ron DeSantis, the guy running for president from Florida, who's just a right-wing nightmare, wants to get rid of the Department of Education and the Department of Commerce and other, and other departments. And my friend Jamie Dupree tweeted, the National Weather Service is in the Department of Commerce. So we won't have a National Weather Service when we have like record heat killing people in Texas? Wow, I don't know. The next case, religious employees. It's Goff, Groff, G-R-O-F-F versus DeJoy. The court will decide whether employers must make accommodations for their workers' religious practices. This is after a postal worker refused to work on Sundays for religious reasons. Groff is Gerald Groff. DeJoy is Louis DeJoy, an American businessman serving as the 75th U.S. Postmaster General. You remember him? He was reamed because of all the problems the U.S. Postal Service has had uh, in a congressional hearing. Back to the case. Gerald Gross is a former mail carrier. He no longer is a mail carrier. An evangelical Christian. He sued the U.S. Postal Service because it failed to accommodate his request not to work on Sundays. A lower court ruled against Groff, holding that his request would cause an undue burden on the United States Postal Service and lead to low morale at the workplace when other employees had to pick up his shifts. So now it's gone all the way to the Supreme Court. Next, affirmative action in college admissions. The case is called Students for Fair Admissions, Inc. versus President and Fellows of Harvard College. The court will decide whether race-conscious admissions policies at Harvard, a private institution, and the University of North Carolina, a public one, violate the Constitution or federal civil rights laws. The court is considering whether colleges and universities can continue to take race into consideration as a factor in admissions. This decision could overturn long-standing precedent that has benefited Black and Latino students. At issue are programs at Harvard and University of North Carolina that the school says help them to achieve diversity on campus. 
And finally, the last one is a doozy. Wow. It's religion, free speech, and gay rights. Can businesses deny services to LGBTQ customers? The court will decide whether the First Amendment allows a web designer who objects to same-sex marriage to violate a state law that prohibits discrimination based on sexual orientation. All right, the case comes from Colorado. Colorado has strong anti-discrimination laws. At the center of this case is a graphic designer. Her name is Lori Smith. You can find her if you just look up this case. It's 303 Creative versus Elenis. And 303 Creative is Lori Smith's business. She wants to expand her business, her graphic design website business. She wants to create custom websites to celebrate weddings but she does not want to work with gay couples out of religious objections to same-sex marriage. Now, here's what really just frosted my cake. Smith doesn't even have a website, wedding website business. I guess she has another business, but not she hasn't started the website, the wedding business, because she's waiting to see what happens with this case. So she never violated Colorado's law. So this case has made it all the way to the Supreme Court, and there's really no violation of law. But she is backed by anti-LGBTQ conservatives. And they're using First Amendment free speech. So the conservatives are saying it violates this woman's free speech if she has to work with LGBTQ customers. I just, I don't even know about this. I've read so much on this case, it's made me crazy. And I just think these people are so filled with hate. No one's ever even asked her to build a website for them. She doesn't even have a business. But yet there she is on the steps of the Supreme Court. Well, all her right-wing anti-gay lawyers supporting her. All right. So these are the cases that we're going to be hearing decisions from the Supreme Court in the next couple of days. I covered the court for years, and it was always like right before 4th of July. I'd get all these decisions on all these cases, and I mean, I've done my background, I've done my research, I've listened to the arguments, but still I would have to stay late to do live shots because this is important. It's really important because it changes the way we can act and live. Some of these cases hurt our freedom and the freedom to love who we want the freedom to get into the best college we can possibly get into even though we're poor we wouldn't have to worry so much 
If only everybody had voted for Hillary Clinton. <laughs> you know, they didn't vote for her. They didn't like her. But we got Donald Trump instead. And he's a nightmare. Oh, and one of the stories I'm going to work on for tomorrow or the next day for the podcast is Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani, you know, Trump's right-hand man during the whole January 6th and going to all the states and trying to get the states to overturn the election results. He's talking to the special counsel. Yeah, he went in and talked to him. So that's coming up. I'm Gloria Moraga. I'm a political woman. I vote. Please vote. Be safe.